Thanks for joining us for worship. Due to the current COVID-19 measures, we're not able to gather in person. However, our communities need your support more than ever, and every offering is a blessed gift. Did you know that you can specify if you'd like your offering used for our local missions and services that go directly to help those in our community that need it the most? We'd like to thank each and every one of you whether you've donated time or treasure to keep our churches going through the current COVID-19 measures. If you'd like to send an offering, you can send it to treasurer at graceunitedhanover.ca or mail 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, Canada, N4N1V6. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Friends, as we gather together on this Easter Sunday morning, as we remember the joy and hope of resurrection, may we feel God's love flooding into this moment, filling all of our hearts, and may we feel the love of community holding us strong today and always. A couple of announcements for today. Um, for all those who are joining us for in-person worship, thank you for, you'll notice the, the sanctuary's changed how we set up. Thank you for adjusting and working around the new changes. Um, you will have seen arrows on your pews. You sit on this side of the arrow. There's also eggs. Um, don't sit on the eggs. They're foam eggs, but you know, just like at home, you don't sit on the eggs at home, so don't sit on the eggs here. Um, and that ensures that you are six feet from the next person um, in the pew ahead of you. It allowed us to fit a lot more people. A big, big thank you to Paul Crookshank for coming into the sanctuary this week and um, figuring out this new seating schedule. Thank you as well to everyone for RSVPing. Um, we made extra room and then we, we discovered that we had to reduce to 15% and we were able still to see everyone who RSVP'd. So a reminder that for those in person and those at home, if you are hoping to attend in-person worship, you will need to RSVP to guarantee a spot. And for all those who are worshiping in person, a reminder that following our local public health guidelines, we will not be singing our hymns or speaking our responses. You're invited to sing them or say the words internally. And if you would like to, to move around a bit in, in your spot on the side of the arrow, um, to clap, um, to, to engage the music and words in other ways like that, you are welcome to. Please note that I will be on study leave beginning tomorrow, April 5th, until Monday, April 12th. The Reverend Beth Kerr from Trinity United in Listowel is available for phone um, by phone if there's a pastoral care need that arises during this time. Her number will be on my answer machine at the church if you need it, and I think it was in the Friday email as well. And as we gather for worship, we remember that we are gathered on traditional territory, that we are all treaty people, and that we are gathered on the traditional territory of the Haudenosaunee, Ojibwe, and Anishinaabe people. And we pray in the season of hope and new life 
that God may lead us in building right relationships. Friends, come, let us worship. Happy Easter. Happy Easter from the church, ladies. We wish you a blessed and happy Easter. Miss you guys. Lots of hugs. Um, we can't wait to see you probably next year. We're, we will be at the front door with our Easter bonnets on. And probably the same ones. Yeah, probably. Anyway, love you guys. See you soon. Take care. It's that time of year again. It's the Mother's Day food drive. So please bring all your non-perishable food items and hygiene products to church at Grace United. Please have them to the church by April 30th. If you need assistance, please contact the church office and we'll have someone come and pick them up. Please give what you can, give generously, and let's try our very best to beat last year's numbers. Go great! May the light of Christ shine brightly in our lives and all around us. It's lovely to see how throughout this year we've learned and today we're reminded by some of those announcements that while we can't all be in person for worship, while we may not be able to do some of the things we used to, God's love still flows through us and allows us to share community and allows us to reach out in love to our community. Let us hear these, this call to worship and join in our prayer. This new day is fresh with possibility to encounter the living Christ. With bright eyes, let us search. This new day is fresh with possibility to understand the living Christ. With engaged minds, let us ponder. This, is, this new day is fresh with possibility to be moved by the living Christ. With compassionate hearts, let us feel. This new day is fresh with possibility to respond to the living Christ. With solid devotion, let us follow. This new day is fresh with possibility to serve the living Christ. With humble intention, let us act. This new day is fresh with possibility to praise the living Christ. With great love, let us worship. And let us pray. O living God, whose unstoppable hope, peace, love, and justice is made known in Christ's resurrection, bless us that we may hear the stories of resurrection, add our hosannas to this holy moment, and embody your good news for all creation. Amen. This Sunday's Mission for Service is a continuation of Jesse's story from last week. After a brain injury and the death of his mother, Jesse found himself homeless and sleeping in a storage unit. Now, thanks to employment training and support programs run by mission and service partner Stella Circle, Jesse is a trained greenhouse technician. He leads a new social enterprise that grows produce for sale. One day, Jesse hopes to supply restaurants with the produce he and others grow. What does work mean for him? It means maintaining my independence. It means building confidence. It means instilling purpose. It makes me feel functional, says Jesse. Supporting job training and employment programs has never been more important. Because of the pandemic, 114 million more jobs were lost in 2020 
than in 2019. Four times more jobs were lost during the pandemic than during the global financial crises of 2009. All of us work at something, whether we are paid or unpaid. When our values match what we spend time working at, we find meaning in life. People who are unable to work not only struggle to pay the bills, but their sense of meaning and self-worth suffers as well. That's why your generosity through mission and service supports job training programs here at home and around the world. Meaningful work helps us thrive. Maybe that's why in the Bible, work is mentioned more than 800 times. In the Easter story, the work of Passover preparations sets the table for Jesus's divine work order. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Mission and Service supports programs that helps people find meaningful employment and renewed life. It's one of the ways that you and I participate in God's holy, resurrecting work every day. Thank you for your generous support for Missions and Service. Our reading this week is Mark chapter 16. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, asking each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene. He was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where he was laid? But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid.
Thank you, Stephanie. He is going ahead of you to Galilee, and there you will see him, just as he told you. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be blessed and enriched by God. One of the things that I really love about where my wife Jessica and I live is that while we live in the town of Harriston, our backyard goes out into the countryside. Last week I watched as the field behind our house was plowed, and as I watched the tractor going back and forth, I felt a stirring of, of hope deep within me. In the midst of all that we are facing right now, in the midst of all the loss, the uncertainty, the adjusting and readjusting of plans, it was really powerful to watch the field being prepared and knowing that a new growing season was beginning. Now every year I love watching the field behind our house grow with new crops and new life. However, this year I know that I'm going to appreciate it at a different level, in a different way, because it will remind me of the hope, the hope that farmers know so well, the hope that what is planted will indeed grow, 
and the hope that what grows will be harvested, the hope of new life. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Today is Easter. Historically, the most important day of the Christian faith, even bigger than Christmas Eve. Good Friday marked the death of Jesus and with it the assumption that the destructive powers, the fear, the hatred, the violence of the world can win in the end. That Christ can be crucified, that God's dream can be destroyed. Good Friday reaches into our deepest fears, especially in the face of terror, destruction, death, fear loss, pain. Easter celebrates Jesus's resurrection, God's yes to Jesus's ministry, a powerful moment breaking into the world that says that no violence can overcome peace, no hatred can overcome love, no fear can overcome hope. God wins in the end, love wins in the end. Peace and justice win in the end. Life can always be restored. Humanity can always be redeemed. Creation is always being renewed. We mark this day, this holiest of days, in many ways, with worship, with ancient and new rituals and symbols, and with celebration. Yet today, as I say, Alleluia, Christ is risen, we cannot yell back. Christ is risen indeed, Alleluia. Today's a little different. And today we hear the news of resurrection met in a different way in the gospel reading that meets us today. Today we hear the news of resurrection met with overwhelming fear and silence. Not really what most of us expect to hear on Easter morning. Today we hear the story of Mary, the mother of James, Mary Magdalene and Salome, who are gripped in grief. They are carrying the necessary spices. They are propelled forward by the burial rituals of their people. In the midst of the pain and the absolute horror that had met them, that they had lived through, they come upon another disturbing sight. The stone of the tomb has been rolled away. And when they rush inside, the only sight is a stranger in white who says to them, you're looking for Jesus who has been crucified. He's not here. Look for yourself. He's been raised. Go and tell his disciples and Peter that he will meet them in Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. And when told about Jesus' resurrection, and when invited to share the good news, these three women are overwhelmed. The Easter story, and in fact, the gospel itself in its original and most ancient form, ends with these jarring words. So they fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. 
Now we can't be too harsh on the women in today's gospel. Standing in the tomb, it is also overwhelming. Their worst fear had come true. Jesus had been brutally tortured and executed. The movement he had formed had fallen apart. All their hopes and dreams were silenced on the cross. Now they find Jesus' body is missing and they encounter a stranger telling wild stories of resurrection. How can they respond when Easter comes in a graveyard? When hosannas get tangled up with overwhelming fear and resurrection is drowned out by devastating pain. The end of the Gospel of Mark is jarring. It suspends us in between, in the in-between moment where resurrection has happened, but the lives of the disciples has not yet changed. Christ is alive but the good news hasn't yet been experienced. It's kind of a fitting spot for us this year. Here we are in another Easter, in the midst of a pandemic, trying to reorientate our lives once again after a year of continual adjustments. Here we are having lived what feels like a never-ending Lent, living through a year that has continually broken open our hearts and broken our hearts. We have seen how a virus has changed our lives and our relationships. We have seen how our society and our world has left people vulnerable because of age, race, socioeconomic conditions, and so much more. Our hearts have been broken open, and it is no surprise that this past year we have witnessed and undertaken a renewed civil rights movement and long, as long, long entrenched racism is being challenged and many of us are waking up to the broken nature of our relationships and doing hard, deep soul work. As we walk into this Easter, our lives upended and our hearts broken and broken open we find ourselves walking alongside Mary, Salome, and Mary. When the shouts of hallelujah come and the excitement of the good news stirs in our hearts, we also find the overwhelming mixtures of emotions that meet us this day. Hope and fear, joy and sadness, excitement and terror, new life and death, promise of what will be and the reality of waiting, of not yet. How do we respond when Easter comes in the graveyard, when hallelujah gets tangled up with overwhelming fear and the resurrection is drowned out by so much pain? The ending, the ending is a new beginning. Now, for the first people who heard the Gospel of Mark, they knew all too well that where the Gospel ends isn't where the story ends. They knew all too well that the story doesn't end with the fleeing and the silence and the fear. They knew that the good news of resurrection took hold, replacing the silence and fear with renewed ministry and renewed mission. They knew that people encountered the resurrected Christ. They had their own experiences of encountering the living Christ. People of faith have always known 
that while the gospel of Mark may appear to end in silence and fear, it is only a pause, a pause before the story continues. The gospel of Mark leads us forward in a very clever and powerful way. The path forward is found in the words of the holy stranger. Go and tell his disciples and Peter that he will meet them in Galilee. Listen to this for a moment. Jesus will meet them in Galilee. These words are not just for Mary, Salome, and Mary. They are for each and every one of us. The Gospels in the Bible is a very clever and deeply written book. Galilee is where the Gospel of Mark begins. It begins after the introduction with these words. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan River. The story may pause in the discomfort of silence and overwhelming fear, but it doesn't end there. When the gospel reaches its ending, it begins again. Go back to Galilee. Go back to the life and teachings of Jesus. Go back to the call of the disciples. Go back to where the story begins again. When we don't know what to do and we feel overwhelmed, when our hallelujahs are mixed with tears and overwhelming fear, we go back to Galilee. When we are filled with joy and strength and our hallelujahs ring loud and, loud and clear, we go back to Galilee. How do we respond? How do we respond when our hallelujahs of resurrection are mixed with the painful realities and struggles of our lives and our world? We go back to Galilee. We go back and we encounter once more the Jesus who reveals God's loving and transforming presence right here and right now. We go back and we encounter Jesus' healing and renewing as systems of oppression and injustice are challenged and those who are suffering are embraced. We go back and we are met with the hope and promise of God's dominion coming, made known and still unfolding, where all creation is renewed in hope, peace, love, and justice. We go back and we hear our names spoken by the one who knows us fully and calls us each beloved, child of God, disciple. We go back and we know that we are not only called, but we are equipped by God to embody the resurrection and to share the good news in our words and in our action. We go back to Galilee. We go back to where the stories begin and we are led forward. The field behind my house is being tended, and a new growing season is beginning. The hope is renewed. The hope is planted once more. What is planted will grow, and what grows will be harvested. Resurrection finds us exactly where we are, however we find ourselves in this moment. Resurrection finds us and it renew, reminds us that the story of God's love that renews all creation continues and always continues.
Resurrection finds us and the seeds of new life are planted in each and every one of us, in our lives and in our world. What is planted will grow. Friends, let us go back to Galilee and encounter the risen Christ. Let us go back. Let us share the good news of resurrection. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Hallelujah and amen. On this Easter morn, we welcome you, Jesus, into our lives. We welcome your resurrection for it is life-changing, life-giving, and life-sustaining. We welcome the hope that it brings to our world. We welcome the joy it brings to our darkness. We welcome the empty tomb, for we know that it means you are on the loose. In the joy and hope of this Easter morning, we raise our alleluias with the fullness of our hearts. Christ is risen. Love is stronger than death. Alleluia. In the joy and hope of this Easter morning, in the midst of our hope and joy, we know there are those who feel bewildered and who are sad. We pray for those who are struggling to feel hope. We pray for all who suffer from depression, loneliness, fear, for those who are feeling overwhelmed and afraid. We pray for those places and people in our world where death and domination continue to rule, where imperial powers ignore the poor, where war never ends, where children are hungry, where parents grieve because they cannot provide, where accidents happen and death abounds senselessly. We pray for those held hostage to addiction and chronic illness that debilitates. In the joy and hope of this Easter morning, we realize the depth and breadth of what it means to be your Easter people. For we are the ones who are called to go into the places of our lives and our world, to work for justice and life for all your creation. It is up to us to bear witness to the promise of resurrection, to hold those in despair and believe for them that love is indeed stronger than death. In the joy and hope of this Easter morning, O God, give us the courage to bear your living love in every corner of our lives so that your peaceful, peaceable reign, your peaceful realm, will be so here on earth as it is in heaven. Therefore, we bring before you in prayer today all who are mourning the death of a loved one, all who are struggling with a medical decision, all who are hungering for food and justice, all who are wondering how they will make ends meet, and all who we name now to you in the silence of our hearts. In the name of the risen Christ, we pray, resting in the words that Jesus taught us. 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And a reminder for all those who are worshiping in person that following our musical benediction and blessing, our ushers will direct you um, out of the sanctuary. We ask that you please do not stop in the aisles or the entryway or the sidewalk, and that you continue to be mindful of that six meter, six meter, six feet distance between each other. And we ask those who wish to join us in person for worship um, and other Sundays to please RSVP with the church office in order to guarantee a spot. And if on Sunday morning you no longer feel comfortable or you feel unwell, um, please do not, um, do not feel bad about not being able to come into, for worship. And friends, as we go from this time, may God bless us and keep us. May God fill our hearts and our, love, our lives with the joy of resurrection. Let us feel God's love empowering us and community emboldening us to share the good news in our word and action of God's great and never-ending love, hope, peace, and justice. Go in love, go in peace, and go with God. Amen. Thanks for joining us for worship. Due to the current COVID-19 measures, we're not able to gather in person. However, our communities need your support more than ever, and every offering is a blessed gift. Did you know that you can specify if you'd like your offering used for our local missions and services that go directly to help those in our community that need it the most? We'd like to thank each and every one of you, whether you've donated time or treasure to keep our churches going through the current COVID-19 measures. If you'd like to send an offering, you can send it to treasurer at graceunitedhanover.ca or mail 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, Canada, N4N1V6. Mm -hmm.